Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and we've got another episode of the Meat Logistics Podcast for you. This is going to be a little bit of a quick one. We got to get Austin out here as quickly as possible. So we're going to go over a few things real quick, and I'm going to jump right into Meat Matters. First, we've got some kangaroo burger in front. Patrick's noise back there is how I'm <laughs> feeling about. It. I'm not appetized at all by this. It looks weird. It looks like one of like fake meat it that you buy like that's like meat. rubber plastic uh -huh. type of things it looks like that and it looks super dense yes very it's like a hockey puck it smelled great though in the halls after you walked fast drop test drop it. Well, i guess it didn't drop that but <laughs> sounded okay it did sound okay <laughs> now <laughs> we should also point out that this is not seasoned at all that is a weird texture this looks like the burgers I make out of what's left over in the bottom of the stuffer. Mm. Like this looks like it has protein extraction somehow. Yeah. It looks dense. There, it looks juicy though. Uh -oh. I squeeze it and take a bite. I don't know. <laughs> Are you jacking with me? You, he, John took a bite and just froze. He's chewing. He's like, well, this is what humans would you're, do. You're going to okay. Put that, eat it. You're going to make me think about throwing up before I even get there. I'm, it's I'm, not going to make I'm thinking up. beaver tail all over again. No, nothing like that. You might like it. You will not like it. I will get no take a full <laughs> bite. Take half of that. At least get the full experience and then spit it out. Well, that's not that bad. It's not good. No. no. <laughs> it's a heavy meat. That was, is like poorly handled venison. Yeah, I'm gonna spit this out. Yep. What it, people it tastes like organ meat, kind of. Why there you go. That's a good one. Why people hate venison is because of this. This has not been well handled. Mm-hmm. I've swallowed half. I'm you spitting well, the rest of you it. You might as well finish. You might as well finish. It is not good, though. So, do not recommend kangaroo. I didn't want to do a whole will it barbecue on this. I'm glad we didn't. Oh, here. You want to read what you guys could have got from eating that? Oh, <laughs> <If> <laughs> let's a, talk if about a, If a kangaroo is ill, the dark coloring of the meat hides any visual clues of infection. Toxoplasmosis and salmonellosis are two infections with public health significance related to the handling, processing, and consumption of kangaroo meat. All right, go with the third one. Uh, the one I know on. you want no, to no, talk no. about. No, it says if you get tox, toxoplasmosis can cause serious illness, brain damage, and death. So please continue. Well, hold on. Toxoplasmosis is what people get from handling cat feces. That's oh. what makes rats unafraid of cats. Have you not heard of this? Oh, this sounds fast. Rats get it, and they, they then become sexually attracted to cats instead of afraid of them. So, have you ever seen like, oh, a cat? Oh, they all like in New yeah. York, where they talk about oh, the rats so tough they attack the cats. That's not, weird. I don't know why I always do that annoying voice when I like, talk about New York. Um, it's actually the cats or the rats have that toxoplasmosis in it. No, talk about the thing that you read over there. That what did we read over there? What else could it carry? I, once I read those two, let's say, this, oh, the, the that one was odd. That made zero sense to me. It sounded they can fit. carry foot and mouth disease. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> I cooked it up to 165. So does that? Yeah. I okay. It, I read up on it. I, I I know. We know. He's talked to us about it too. Okay. We know somebody who had it, and it sounds like an absolute <laughs> terrible thing. Not he. He not only had it, but like <laughs> what like. Uh, you his, talked his, about walking being painful. Yeah, his, oh, his, dude. He got it from his brother and his uh, his brother's wife and their kids. And like, <laughs> we're me and my wife are really good friends with them. And so, like, we got the whole story. Yeah, yeah. And so there's we, there's a lot that goes on there. That, that goes on there. Is not Wait, did you get good. it from the brother or from the other one? From oh, the one who works here? Oh, I didn't get it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the story. I thought you thought I got it. <laughs> Just to be clear, this, did you get the story from the brother or the one? Both. Oh, you, I've, you I've got both? I've got it from both. Did of them. The, both of them have the walking problem or just the one? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so yeah. we can't tell the story. I mean, but it you is get brutal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, painful when you walk. That's all you. Need. That's all you need to know. We just can't. Yeah, I can't talk about it any more <laughs> than that. But it's just, god. it's not a fun disease. <laughs> it is not. It sounds terrible. They deal with a lot of bad stuff in Australia. I didn't know terrible. it. To be honest, when I when I heard when I heard my friend had, and his family had got it, yeah. I didn't know it was a thing anymore. I thought it had gone away like polio. Uh-huh. Like you don't hear about people getting that anymore. Yeah. So, yes. It, but don't worry. This has yeah. been cooked properly. But I do think <sighs> if 
you had the chance to get a fresh kangaroo probably tastes a lot different. Like this has obviously been overly handled, frozen for too long. We were trying to figure out if there's a kangaroo farm in the US or if it's shipped from, I was going to say Africa, Australia. I don't know. I mean, I bet there's a kangaroo farm here somewhere. But Have you ever seen the video? Not many. of the So kangaroos apparently kill dogs all the time. Have you ever seen the video of the kangaroo who's killing that guy's dog and he goes up and socks it in the face? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. an awesome video. Now, uh-huh. on a similar note, because we're going to go quickly into meat matters real quick. Um, the Waltons uh, meat shredders, high temperature gloves, and grilling and smoking mats have arrived. They're now in stock and ready to ship out. I haven't seen the gloves yet. That is amazing. I didn't know we that's We have a how... picture of it on the website. Oh, I pretended. Oh, okay. I just never paid attention. You're not on the site what? every day. You're not looking at what are these you doing? barbecue accessories? Those these? are awesome. So, for anybody that... that uses meat claws there some people call them man claws bear claws uh-huh. meat shredders whatever you call them uh, there's different brands out there these are super heavy duty and to be honest when i looked at what we had the price on them i i kind of did a double take i'm like is that right they're not expensive because they're not expensive at all these oh. we may have to we've talked about putting some things on amazon and we've always shied away from it but this would be something that would work great on it because we're actually gonna beat the pants off of people on Amazon that are selling these on the price. Also, uh, the topical, the uh, trailer for Deadpool 3 just came out and Hugh Jackman is coming back as Wolverine. Really? This makes me feel very much like Wolverine. Uh Uh-huh. So, you could probably kill somebody with these. All right. Um, Anything else before we move on to Meat Matters? I know we got you for a very limited time today. Uh, uh, Yeah. I give people a quick update like why I'm trying to get out of here. Um, I don't mind telling people that because okay. they're going to find out sooner. Well, they're going to find out soon and we have to let people know somehow. So, this will come out after we make the change. But um, historically, we have shipped almost everything UPS. Um, we ship some stuff USPS. We obviously have LTL and FTL that we do at times. But um, starting for as we're recording this tomorrow, which for you guys, when you're listening to it, will be yesterday. Um, we're starting to ship stuff FedEx. So right now I've been spending all of today basically with, um, we've got uh, two developers in house working with them and our warehouse manager. And we're going through testing our new system, um, new shipping software, new shipping system, um, trying to get all the bugs worked out because tomorrow uh, we are going live and we have a few things that are just, not gonna be huge problems but at the same time some bugs that we really would like to get fixed otherwise it's gonna just slow us down horribly tomorrow so we're gonna hopefully be short on this so i can get back over there help them get everything straightened out before the end of the day so we can be ready tomorrow morning we'll kick you out in 22 minutes one way or the other okay then patrick and i might go on for a few more minutes um all right moving on to meat matters this one's not listed but i want to talk about it since we were just talking about dogs Did you hear about the lady who was hunting solo, I think for the first time up in the mountains of Wyoming um, and was all psyched because she had killed a a wolf pup, like a young wolf. She then took a picture, skinned it, took a picture of it. And it turns out it was not a wolf. It was a husky. Oh no. Somebody's pet. Oh dude. So no, that was the, my initial reaction. Somebody let loose a bunch of huskies in the wilderness and this was one of like 20 or something hmm. so they were wild dogs and in her defense she says it was coming for i feel terrible for her for a few things like one i guess that could be an easy mistake to me i mean not easy but i guess that's a uh, mistake hold on hold on my favorite part about the whole thing was like she sent like she posted that proudly like oh like you get to text message your man and like first of all she was she was planning to kill like a black bear solo on her own right first of all whatever and then she's like i'm gonna text i'm gonna text message my man about killing a wolf pup and then she faced backlash and then she was like oh it was coming right at me i had to take it out sure so it's just like oh let's get your let's get our story straight lady but but i mean let's give her a break a she was out on her own sounded like maybe for the first time Saw something, whether it was coming for her or not, she thought it was a wolf. Wolf, a wolf pack will kill mm. a lone person, no problem. Not Liam Neeson, have you seen that? Not Liam Neeson, <laughs> no, not Liam Neeson. 
good point but anyways okay yeah if i was out there hunting and there was i saw a wolf and it noticed me at all yeah i'm gonna I'm take it out 100 yeah absolutely as long as it's legal to do so oh i don't care if it's legal or not i don't want to <laughs> die okay all right moving on to uh meat matters um vegan meat sales fall with high priceness wokeness turning off shoppers i don't really that's from bloomberg um i don't really get what the second half of that article headline has to do with it i feel like that's a little bit keyword stuffing mm, like yeah. they're looking Big for time. people who are Big like time. oh i hate vegans anyways um <laughs> yeah. but i feel like that's what people do now they research like the opposition's point to yes, find things that they 100 percent, and it's only making us more divided oh yeah 100 percent. the news is terrible i tell you i feel like even podcasts and something like this the thing that pings and gets most interest is like if we were to have a like a heated debate on a on a serious issue or something like that i mean you're not going to find that with us well we but, could do kansas state versus notre dame oh there you go well i meant more like you uh, need backup more political issues sure. or stuff yeah, but, yeah. but yeah like i said just 100 percent divided but it's a bloomberg article and i don't subscribe to them so i was able to read the first like paragraph and a half um basically for a long time uh sales of meat alternatives have plateaued they are now declining and as we get into a worse and worse economy, that will continue to spiral. This is a luxury item. Yeah. So many yeah. of the things that we're dealing with now, like the problems we have, are luxury problems. Mm. They're not problems you think about or face when you're worried about how you're getting something on the dinner plate. Mm. Like, all of this stuff is yeah. going to go when, away. When times are good, I mean, people get used to uh, eating, well, not eating hamburger helper, things yep. like that. But yep. Uh, on the other hand, I'm I'm weird because I like cheap food because I like Vienna sausages. Love them. Yeah. Like, so I well, love, just, love Hamburger Helper. Because all of that stuff has a ton of salt. So you're going to like it oh, just yeah. naturally. But like typically, I, yeah, fake meat's going to be something that it's going to, it's probably going to continue to grow if the economy grows again. Because yeah, people see it as, oh, I can afford this. I'm going to do it. And as soon as things start getting tough at all, penny pitching, penny pinching comes into play and people are going to start eating more hamburger helper yep yep absolutely um on food becoming more difficult to get nearly 44 tons of meat products recalled after listeria found in processing uh, facility so uh the meat was recalled fsis and the establishment found this by working together which is actually really cool um it wasn't fis coming in and shutting them down they reported hey we think we have a problem they worked with fsis um, now, it is shipped to distributors in Kentucky, Illinois, and Missouri, uh, and it's Berman pork ring liver sausage, pork liver sausage, and hot head cheese. So, not something most people are going to eat, but I have a feeling I wrote down something wrong twice. Are you in the article right now? Yeah. Scroll till where it says what it is, because I don't think it's pork ring liver sausage and pork liver sausage. I think I doubled up on the liver sausage because I like it so much, obviously. It's right there. I'll give you bonus points if you tell me where Listeria came from, like oh. the name. It's probably Greek? No, you way overthought that. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he's named after the guy Joseph Lister. Oh. Actually, the same guy that uh, realized that uh, sterilizing surgical instruments was actually a really good thing. That guy's a, a oh. hero. It took until 1929. Austin is struggling to find this information, or he's on a tangent. It's one of the two. No, so so the list is a lot longer than that. Oh, really? So, yeah, so it looks like it is basically a lot, if not everything, that that plant produces. There's four pages of oh, items. So, so, yes, there's liver sausage, hot head cheese, head cheese, blood sausage. There's some weird stuff, but then it just cooked pot roast, uh, pre-cooked bratwurst, Canadian-style bacon, jalapeno snack sticks, Tex-Mex snack sticks. Um, sweet teriyaki beef sticks. Um, I mean, there's a whole okay. list of things in here. So I take and back actually, my laugh. To be honest, there's a lot of these names in here. I need to go back and look and see if <laughs> for what they some are. reason if they if they buy from us or Excalibur. Uh, could be something else, but a lot of them look like Excalibur seasoning yeah, names. But even if they do, it's Listeria. There's nothing wrong. Oh yeah, with the nothing to do with that. So, I'm just yeah. always intrigued interested. and interested. Yeah, yeah. In, I remember our yeah. old uh, or, uh, customer service manager used to anytime she found a, out about uh, a recall would always look up to see if there are customers and get that information to our commercial salesperson um, but now food infected with listeria does not necessarily look or smell like it's spoiled at all making it 
somewhat dangerous. Uh, the symptoms, <laughs> I, I cannot believe this, but it's true. The symptoms can take as long as 70 days after exposure really? to show up. That was in the article. I'm like, that's not true. Looked it up. It is true. Um, now, that, that's got to be in just like the most extreme cases. So, like the normal person is going to feel it within a day or two. But symptoms are vomiting, nausea, nausea, <laughs> nausea. Fe nausea fever, uh, body aches, headache, and neck stiffness. Now, this isn't, you know, listeria is not good by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not like it's infected with E. coli. I remember in my class up at Iowa State, they said as few as 10 cells of E. coli, if you get that in your body, you could end up in the hospital. Listeria, you could get a hundred of them and feel some effects, a thousand of them, maybe you're really sick and 10,000 of them, you might be in the hospital. So it is not as bad as E. coli, but still it is, it is serious. Um, all right, moving on. The next article is <laughs> PETA advocates sex strike, sex strike to punish meat eating men. My only comment on this is I've seen what makes you people cheer and your booze mean nothing to me. <laughs> I do not care at all about what PETA says. It is a morally corrupt, bankrupt organization who kills more pets than any kill sh all kill shelters combined. So they can take a long walk on a short pier for all I care. Quote unquote, men's eating habits result in 41% more greenhouse gases than women's. I gotta hate them. I I, just, I wonder. Hate's when, a strong word, but I hate when there's like when that. there's stuff like that. How much of that is like legitimate? What do you mean? I I, I could, know. I could maybe see it, but at the same time, sounds like someone just. Are you talking about the meat habit or the eating habits creating more greenhouse uh -huh. gas? Oh, yeah, I could probably see that. Yeah, I could probably see that. We eat more red meat per person for sure. Men eat more food in general. Yeah. In general, except for these people, they probably eat more food than the three of us combined. Um, uh, that's a direct dig at their looks. Uh, but no, I know people from New York who were like PETA activists and who would think that this is just amazing. We're going to go on strike. It's like that affects nobody. You know, nobody I, cares. Yeah. I don't know if this would be the right thing to do or not, but uh, PETA offers a vegan starter kit. What if we requested one? 100%. I'm on it. <laughs> I'm on it. We are getting our vegan starter kit. That could PETA. be interesting. Yes, yes. Do yes. not what's put Walton's. I'll put my wife's name in on her. <laughs> you, does in, do we know anyone with a P.O. box? <laughs> so they don't have anyone's address. No, no, no. They can have my address. I don't care. Everybody else just ships stuff. I dare them to right. come get me. Vegan starter kit. Okay. I'm on it. It will be ordered I'm, later. I'm kind of excited to so see what's in this. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> going to be awesome. All right. Um, so, this, I'm not going to get too into it. Um, there was a study that came out. It's the uh, characterization and cellular uptake of peptids derived from in vitro digestion of meat analogs produced by a sustainable extrusion process. It's from the Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry. Basically, it is, if anyone wants to read this, it is so mind numbing. <laughs> this is what I was talking about, Patrick, earlier when I said, do you think they make them confusing on purpose? Mm -hmm. So you just have to go with what they say. Even trying to go with what they say was difficult. Um, but my brain hurts from reading that. Uh, main takeaway is there's a graph on it that shows a significant difference, statistically significant dis difference in the uh, available amino acid composition after they've put it through this chemical process that's very similar to like digestion. So that is what was really inaccessible about it, trying to understand what they were doing to the meats to make it look like it has... Um, been digested or make it act like it's been digested. Uh, but in general, uh, they found that your body is able to deal with and amino acids are much more present in actual meat as opposed to fake meat. They call it meat analog, which I think is actually a better name for it. Meat analog. Instead of fake meat, that's what I'm going to start calling it. Um, 
Do you have anything to say for him? If it helps you any, I, I was bored and zoned out while you were just talking about it because I started like <laughs> looking at what was even on here no, and then I was listening to you and I'm like, yep, no, mm-mm. It is terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible to try to read that. And I, that's all, a study all I care that about proves the, what the we graphs. want. That's yeah. a study that proves what we want. So, I was more interested, but I was just like, this sucks. The one that we talked about with crocodile meat, I read a couple of months ago. That was like really interesting compared to this. This was just mind-numbing. Um, Bill Gates-backed fake meat products have horrible years. 75% stock market drop. So that's with uh, Beyond Meat, I believe, is the one they're talking about. Yep. Um, now, Bill Gates is still the single largest farm holder, farmland owner in the U.S. So I think he is going to be okay. I don't think we have to worry too much about Bill Gates. I think he will be fine. The fact that he is the largest farmland owner concerns me greatly, but... What can you do about it? So, did uh, the, the article talked a little bit about uh, Burger King and McDonald's and their fake meat uh-huh. stuff? Did it's I, I they pulled read the whole thing? Did are they still doing? No, the McPlant is gone. Um, Burger King is still doing it, I believe. Did it say where their sales were at? No. Okay, that's kind of I'm. I'm probably more interested in what those numbers are doing than what they're selling overall or what they're selling at the grocery store. What, how many people in, at a spur of a moment at a drive through are saying, yeah, I want that. Well, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, or maybe we didn't because we had guests recently, but you know, I believe it's called Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. They're, they're a fake meat company. Um, their CEO was saying, yep. Economy's starting to turn down. When that happens, people are going to stop selecting the fresh fake meat. It's like we will continue making all of our frozen fake meat because people will continue to buy that. But they're saying they're going to back down on the fresh fake meat. What they serve at Burger King and what they were serving at McDonald's, that's got to be frozen on its way to it. So I imagine it's not a uh, a choice because... uh, of vanity as much as just people didn't want it. It's the same thing like when they tried to make healthy meals at McDonald's. People just don't want it. They say they want it, but they do not want it. They had to eventually, their salads are worse for you than a double quarter pounder. Oh, yeah. Half the time, the stuff that you think is healthy is, way is worse. not. It's way worse Yeah, because they put so much sugar in the salad dressing or whatever it is. I feel so, like yeah. you can always plan for a great diet when you're not hungry. And then yes. when it comes mm-hmm. time, you're just like, oh, dude, I just now. And you almost reward yourself. You're like, oh, I've I haven't eaten all day. So what's a thousand calorie meal? I refuse to go to the grocery store unless I've eaten recently. Oh yeah, because oh, that, that's the only. Move that's like make. so much worse. Yeah, people people when they say don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry. I mean that is legit, hundred percent, like yeah. spot on. I I go grocery shopping when I'm hungry and I end up with a lot more crap than mm-hmm. I need. Yep, yep. I refuse to do it. Um, all right. Next article is uh, vegetarians twice as twice as often. Oh, missed a word in there. Vegetarians and vegans uh, depressed twice as often as meat eaters. Study finds uh, vegetarians are two times as likely to have depression. Uh, depressive episodes are more prevalent in individuals who do not eat meat, independently of socioeconomic and lifestyle factors. My response to that is, you don't say. It's just malnourished. You don't say. It's almost yeah. like not getting enough heme iron is going to affect your mood. I mean, it plays a role. Your it energy levels. You, yeah. Energy levels mm-hmm. can make you anemic. And you can eat all of the high in iron spinach you want. It's We've talked about it before. It, some of it is as low as 2% bioavailable. Your body can only accept 2% of that. Heme iron, on the other hand, which is only present in meat all meats like fish chicken all of it have it but it's only present that there is no vegetable out there that has it there is no you know fruit that has it you have to eat meat to have this stuff it's almost like our bodies were designed to work by eating a certain diet and going away from that not a good idea yeah we should all just follow the food pyramid and we'd be fine oh god (laughs) Oh, God. He, I, you said I, that I intentionally. Knew, that intentionally. Gets you riled up. Now, real quick. There is also, I, I mean, I assume the study was done fairly well, but there is also the possibility that people who are just prone to depression are also more prone to choose an alternative eating 
Could be. Diet. I mean, it's possible, right? Causation does... Causation... No, I'm missing a word. Correlate, causation does not equal correlation. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, this is just kind of a cool article. It was just talking about the differences in types of ground beef packaging. Uh, traditional, which is your foam tray with plastic wrap over the top, accounts for two-thirds of all ground meat sold in the stores. That does not seem right to really? me. Really? It doesn't seem right to me. I like never buy it that way. I No, but why would we? I take we that have back. access to grinders and stuff. I, I take that back. I do when I buy every now and then I don't want to grind anything. And if I'm like at Costco, they have like five pounds in bulk in like the traditional wrap with the foam tray. And uh -huh. just You'll get that sometimes. Top, I'll get that. But the only time I'll buy ground beef is when, when I don't buy ground beef at the store. I'll just buy something and grind it here. So, uh, but then you've got the modified atmosphere and controlled atmosphere. That is the deeper plastic tray with the, the tight plastic over the top that has had something injected, well, inserted in nitrogen place of air, nitrogen. Yeah. Um, and the advantages of that is it's very good on appearance. It makes mm -hmm. the meat retain really nice colors. Um, and then we've got vacuum sealed and chub. Both of those very good. If you're going to freeze the meat, those are good options to go with. All right. Last article we got, and then we'll kick you out of here. A billion dollar plant searches for home. So this is our good friends. I think we're good friends, at least, at Western Legacy uh, Land Development. No, Western Legacy Development Corporation. Development Corporation. That was close. Wait, yours wasn't that bad. You should maybe pitch it to us. Yeah, right? Hey, what do you think about this, guys? <laughs> Land and Development. I know you've got billions of dollars, but I think this should be this. All right. Uh, so, it looks like Rapid City, South Dakota, and Cheyenne, Wyoming are no longer possible landing spots for this 8,000-head-a-day plant which would be the largest in North America. Why those cities decided not to, I don't know. It says water. They couldn't yep. meet their water needs. But do you, they were talking about recycling all water on premise. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, all is a strong word. I mean, you're, you're never going to recycle all of it. Why? What's going to happen? Some of it's going to evaporate off? Yeah. I mean, you're going to lose it. Some of it's going to go in your product. Some of it, some of it you're going to, you're going to end up losing one way or another. I don't think you can keep 100% of it, but. Yeah, that's fair. It, I didn't even, think of the, in the product. Even if they're recycling it, whatever they do lose, I mean, they're going to go through a lot of water at a plant that size, but maybe we'll have to pitch them Wichita. I would love it. It'd be amazing. That would be amazing for the city of Wichita. I don't think it would ever happen. Yeah, where's I, I the think, land for it? Um, oh, right up off 254. There's huge sections up there. Oh, no, we don't have enough water. Wichita has, we better not have enough water. <laughs> With my water bills, we better be <laughs> short on water in this city. I, I, I wonder where they're at on building that new water plant. Um, oh, the one right across from the zoo? Is that where it is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So when we went there for Zubilee, the guy who was driving us, Patrick and I, told us a little bit about it. Because I've I've heard that the the existing water plant, they're very paranoid that if something breaks, like we will just lose water. We will just not have water. It's like that old. You can't fix it. Can't replace it. It's like if something bad happens, it's just gonna be gone. The uh, whatever you want to call them, the towers, the holding bins, whatever. Tanks, tanks is the best word for it. They're they're up, so they've already constructed those. Okay. So they're at least somewhat well into it. Um, but Megan Kingsbury stated that her plant is still on track to break ground in 2023. Uh, this is also someone who has a lot of experience in real estate. We need to remember that that's one of her companies. So I'm assuming she already had a backup plan for if something like this happened, especially if she's still saying it's going to open in 20. Or it's, I'm sorry, not open. I apologize. They're going to break ground. In 2023, there's no way they're going to open in 2023. <laughs> no. 2026 is still the opening uh, date. At least they're, they're aiming for that. Um, but uh, there are a lot of considerations, especially from the point of view of green development, Kingsbury said. We have to negotiate when, with municipalities and they move at their own timeline. In some cases, they're waiting on federal funding to be able to work to scale with us. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I 
I, I was actually thinking about this earlier today because a new round of of uh, federal grants got issued. I saw that again. Um, I forget what the number was, how yeah. many hundred of them got $200,000. Um, I was talking about it with Dylan earlier today. Um, I wonder if they're, they're not going to fit into that small to mid-sized deal because they're, they're going to be so big. Yeah. But are they, yeah, is there going to be enough in, enough to entice people in D.C. to yeah. work with them? Because it, it is going to take a chunk from somewhere and you would think they're going to take a chunk from the big four rather than your other small to mid-sized guys. I don't think that they're going to compete as yeah, much with the small to mid-sized guys as they will the big four. Yep. So Yeah, I would imagine it will, if anything, positively affect the smaller guys by hurting the bigger guys. So, um, also real quick uh, for everybody, I have finally ordered, I did not get a half of beef. Um, I've ordered a quarter of beef, um, did it from a local guy. Uh, we were looking who we should do it from. And we figured we have one guy who's both a customer and a, a quality meat logistics member. Um, so Cabela's 90. I ordered it from Crable's Meat uh, and it should be ready in, I think he said November was the next time he had opening. And I got, it was a great process because you can do a uh, front quarter or hind quarter, but I talked with their ordering specialist and I told her what I wanted. Like I filled out the sheet and I responded to her. I was like, Hey, this is why I did these things. I'm like, but you're the, you know, you're the expert here. I'm like, I will leave that mostly to you. And she responded. She's like, well, you know, what do you really want? I was like, I eat a ton of strip steaks. She's like, okay, we'll give you forget. It's a split quarter. She's like, that's how you'll get the most of what you wanted. So awesome process. I was going to say, did you jack with them when you were ordering and say, I want them all ribeyes? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I, you know what? I don't even like ribeyes as much anymore. Really? Yeah. I I think I have like moved to enjoying a, a strip steak more. There's just so much fat in a ribeye and it's mm -hmm. good. I mean, fat is flavor for sure, but it, it sometimes is a little bit too much. Sometimes I get disappointed because you cook it and then like it feels like a third of your steak I'm cutting off because I'm like, I can eat some fat with it, but there's, there's a, there's a piece of fat that's like half a pound there. And I'm like, often it's right in the middle. Uh -huh. um, now real quick, two of the healthiest people I know, amazing. They just got married, like unbelievably in shape. They're in, insane. On his birthday, he does this every year. He adds something to it, like this challenge and they're all insane. Like he spends the entire day working out like crazy workouts. Anyways, I cooked them a steak. I love them because they both have told me that I cook the best steak they've ever had. So they have a special place in my heart. Um, but my like requirement is I'll cook you the steak, whatever, you know, just my dogs get any scraps, anything that you're not going to eat. They ate every bit, including all of the fat, all of the everything. They're like, yeah, no, no, nobody was getting any of that. So that's awesome. All right. You want to get out of here? Uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. Yeah, I didn't hear the giant dong when Sorry. John was ready. To Sorry. Done Real quick. Talk. Do you know about this? Oh, uh, no, kind of. I, I still haven't actually looked or messed with one. I just, I saw it the other day. Uh, Justin was in here and he like stuck it on the fridge and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so this is the Louisiana grill cutting board. It's a magnetic board. It's designed to go right on your side shelf of your smoker and stick right there. It does stick to our fridge, but even better. Let's, you know, let's just get these out of here. <laughs> I'm never. Not even good enough to take home to the dogs? Well, they can eat it out of the sink too. Ooh, Ooh. Bad throw. All right. But this is a Louisiana grill cutting board and you can stick it on your fridge and then you can hang your knives off of it. They stick absolutely no problem. So this is a pretty cool little thing. I was very excited to find out we had it. Can you see anything on the other side or does it look like a wood cutting board all the way around? That's cool. So it's like they probably took two pieces, put, put a magnet in the middle and mashed it in the middle. Now, one thing to be aware of is the magnet does not run the whole way. So if you put your knife like there, it's not going to stick. So it's at the side, the middle and the side. Oh. So just something to be aware of. But we didn't even know that. I mean, we knew we had them, but we didn't know that it would stick like that for a while. I was playing with it in the showroom. I think they just insert something down through there. Uh -huh. So it looks like. It still does look like it's two pieces though. Yeah. 
right here. Oh, mm. we've also figured out what our next meat logistics reward thing is. Oh, oh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna get those. Um, there's some. We'll, we'll we'll talk offline, but it's a different material, makes it significantly more pricey, but it is like the high the highest cool. we're at least planning on going with. That'd be cool. So, okay. Awesome. All right, get out of here. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yep. Patrick and I are going to talk about just a couple of quick things. All right. Patrick, there is an economic theory out there called, well, no, let me do this first. Uh, we've got, uh, every week we've been trying to talk about a new plant that's recently opened that's a customer of ours. Um, we've got Hennessy Processing Plant. Uh, business is owned by Susan and Mark Henry and Travis Davis. It's called Hennessy? Hennessy. Yep. So it's in Hennessy, Oklahoma. Oh, I was, I was like, uh, I think they're going to get a trademark. <laughs> uh, the last of the concrete was poured to complete the roof on the new Hennessy processing plant on September 14th of last year. The 4,200 square foot building is constructed using the ICF system. Stands for Insulated Concrete Forms. It consists of two layers of heavy styrofoam with about six inches of space in between where concrete is poured. This makes it very structurally sound building that's heavily insulated with a storm shelter hardening. Now, not this not this time. We just did our commercial open house this past weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so not this one, not the one before that. So four years ago or however many years ago it was, I think it was in 2017. We had somebody coming in and I'm pretty sure it was Larry Goring. Um, and we've had Larry on the podcast. Larry specializes in meat plant design. Um, and he was talking about this very thing. So it's cool to see people out there doing it. Uh, it's basically prefabbed blocks that you go around and stick wherever you want. You make your walls and then you pour concrete in between. Those prefab blocks stay and act as the insulation. So you've got the structural support, the cement in between and big, huge, thick amount of insulation on the outside. So it will definitely help keeping any locker cold. And as we know, heat, definitely not something we want to deal with. Um, they offer slaughter, custom cuts, fresh side or cured bacon, hamburger, tenderizing, sausage, and everything will either be wrapped by an expert or vac sealed, however you want it. So Hennessy processing plant. If you're down in Oklahoma, anywhere near that, check them out. And they're not going to give you any Hennessy. So, well, have you been? No. So we don't know. So we don't know. We That's can't fair. speak to it. That is fair. Uh, before we get to this last thing, one other thing. Uh, I am going August 10th, 11th, no, October 10th, 11th, and 12th. I'm flying up to um, Minneapolis to hang out with our good friend Travis Frank of the Flush Podcast. He has promised to get me. Uh, at least a chance at some trophy style muskies. It's one of the things I really miss about the Northeast was the ability to go out to my local, you know, river and go after really big muskies, tiger muskies, pikes. Um, we just don't have that down here. And I'm also going to do a little bit of business while we're up there. So kill two birds with one stone. I thought you were going fishing. We are. That's what a muskie is. You just said you're killing birds. <laughs> God. Fair point. I didn't know. Fair point. I was like, Fair oh, point. he has he not seen this? Um, <laughs> is this my first time flying since COVID? Probably, yeah. I'm not wearing a mask. Well, do I have to wear a mask? Is that over? I, you're asking, that better be over. <laughs> you're asking the guy that like, as soon as I saw one guy not wearing his, I was like, oh, well, this is stupid. And I, I just will threw it off. ride down with the bags. Mm -hmm. rather than wear a mask oh on the plane wow yeah that's what i mean Great question yeah, clearly just, they're not going to ask me to wear a mask when i land that's what i was like oh the state they just go oh well you what are you doing you better put on a mask for some reason and you said you're going where exactly uh minneapolis so uh, be careful of your nosebleeds one it won't be like <laughs> negative 10 degrees you weren't even there when that happened were you no i wish i was uh, i probably would have fainted we so, both would have found out something about each other that day 2019, right before COVID, uh, we had Pheasant Fest up in Minneapolis. Unbelievably cold, unbelievably dry. We're emptying the trailer to set up our booth. Brett and I are in the trailer. He looks at me and goes, John, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. 
I'm like, why? Like, look at your, your nose. And I put my <laughs> hand up in front of my nose and literally it was just filled with, my nose was bleeding so hard. Probably one of the hardest nosebleeds I've ever had, um, just randomly because it was so cold and so dry. Anyways, moving on from that. Um, but yeah, should be a good time. Uh, we will obviously take lots of pictures, post things. And uh, I did get a wonderful email from Travis uh, thanking us for the Chief Upland vest that we got him. Those things are freaking awesome. And I can't believe I haven't had a chance to get out at least dove hunting with it yet. But I haven't. What so. particular body of water are you guys going to be hanging on? Uh, he's got... Uh, what is the name? I'm not going to remember the name of it. He's got like a, a home base lake basically, sure. which is where he does all it's because Travis not only does uh, the flush, the flush podcast, all that other stuff, but he is also a uh, fishing guide and fairly expensive one. So I'm getting this for oh, sweet. nothing. The plan right now is, to, well, no, I mean, we advertise with them. So Walton's is basically paying for it. Uh, plan is to fly in, go fishing that night, do a little bit of business, have dinner, wake up the next morning, go fishing, pause in the middle of the day when the fishing won't be so good, do some more business, go back fishing. So I'll get three fishing rounds in just two days. Then I fly back 6.30 the next morning. I was going to ask you, what do you think you could be, like what are you so confident and and good in and something that's a, a niche that you would be a good guide for? And I was like, oh, he makes sausage for people all yeah, the time. That'd be, it. that'd be the only thing, right? I'm trying to not pigeonhole you to that, but that is an extreme. Like, what are you good enough to be a guide at? Yeah. If anything, I sure. don't think some people I mean, nothing, even... nothing hunting related, nothing fishing. Related. And then I mean, I fish a lot, but I'm not particularly And then guy, that's a big word. Information on one side and then like picking up the, the device and actually casting and catching a fish with it and everything. So it's like. But you know, so when we first started talking about musky fishing, he was like, let me look at the phases of the moon. And I'll come up oh, with some good. Yeah. I was just like, Do you think he was kidding? Or my like, God. no, I knew he was because I've heard that in the past. Yeah. But he said for musky, it's like particularly important. It's almost, yeah, it's like talking about like how wet the grass is in golf or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Like hearing Phil Mickelson rattle off eight to twelve different variables that I've never even heard other professionals talk about candidly. So. Like the dew point. Yeah, something. Like, something oh, your ball's going to travel well, differently. Well, the ball's going to do this uh, time of day, the sun, and I'm like, dude, not that it's not interesting, but just not yet for me. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my head around like team sports and stuff like that. So, <laughs> all right, so there is something called the dollar milkshake theory. It's by this guy Brett Johnson, and I'm touch on this really, the dollar milkshake, one the dollar. dollar milkshake theory. Okay, okay, so. The theory goes that as the dollar weakens, which is weak, I expected it to weaken way more than it has in the last two and a half years. Okay. Um, as we've printed an insane amount of money. But as the dollar weakens, all other currencies around the world are just weakening faster. So they collapse. Yeah. Then the dollar collapses. Ah. And we have no... So we start their no collapse currency. and then their collapse. So the collapse just happens like gradually. Yeah. There's a whole, do you know what a petrodollar is? I've actually think I might've heard you <laughs> ask okay. me that question, but if you could please. So, uh, oil worldwide is traded in the dollar. Mm -hmm. Um, there have been people who've tried to get off that like, uh, Muammar Gaddafi, Saddam Hussein. So people who generally don't live long after they've decided they're going to try and not trade oil in the dollar. Um, so the, the dollar has value all on its own, mm -hmm. right? Cause it, you can use it to buy oil as, so that puts it a step above everything else say, right? Mm -hmm. As everything weakens together, theirs start to weaken faster because everything is still being traded in the dollar or all oil is still being traded in the dollar, but theirs eventually collapses brings ours down with it, and there is no world currency. Mm. Why he called it the dollar milkshake theory, I have no idea, but it is a terrifying idea. Milkshake, ice, maybe something with melting? I don't know. Uh, I didn't look enough into it. I just Wait, saw what, what year did this theory come out? Or did Recently. You? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm a huge Pulp Fiction guy, and there's a $5 milkshake, but that doesn't sound <laughs> um, But 
there's a, a scene in a, a movie I love uh, called, it's not the smartest guys in the room. Can't think of the, the name. The Big of it. Short or something? The big, it's not the Big Short. It's the other one that's <laughs> not the Big Short. I love They came out at the same time. I know. They ruined Jeremy Irons is in it. Yeah. I, Anyways, Jeremy yeah. Irons is talking about it. He's like, the dollar, it's just something we created so we don't have to kill each other to get something to eat. Mm. And without any type of currency to trade, we are looking at possibly some bad times coming up. So important time to make sure that you have enough food for your family, a way to at least access margin uh, call margin call that's it it's a great movie if you've not seen margin call i highly highly recommend it incredibly well acted kevin spacey is in it i know kevin spacey is not exactly in good graces nowadays but it's a good movie <laughs> yeah. um so food source of clean water and i just ordered a ton more ammo um so i would say that that's not a bad idea if we're not like i love how like i i totally agree but like just how way different we are like you're buying ammo like i bought a halloween mask earlier because <laughs> i like might do a short film and i was like oh that looks pretty badass so yeah we, we're <laughs> fairly different well we have different priorities we're different uh, yeah. places in our life um yeah yours is panic and buy ammo and mine is like oh who needs food what are you talking about i wouldn't call it panic i'd call it preparedness preparedness every like i you're prepared every week for 114 episodes now so in in <laughs> in guys, the long term guys guys if you're not paying attention something's going down i don't see anything like truly terrible happening but to look out there and not be prepared for something like that's I, I sleep better because I know I have a plan. I know I have stocks of what I actually need. So mm. whatever. All right. Yeah, but those guys in the movies don't make it past like the third or fourth episode because they think they got it all. Figured. Oh, I'm making it. <laughs> I'm making it. Uh, real quick, I will leave this up to you, Patrick. Yeah. Do you want to talk about rescuing a dog? Oh, man. Yeah, because we need kind of like an extra few minutes on this one, I think. Well, so. I mean, we could end it. Uh, we're There's nothing like saying we have to hit in. an hour. I think it's fun enough to bring up. And I, then I, I, I also do. hate podcasts where people tease something and then they don't even talk about it. So, Do you want to set it up or do you want me to set it up? Yeah, you, I'll set it up because okay. it was <laughs> we were walking back in. I sometimes just search for things to like have a harsh opinion on sometimes. Yeah. But it's not, it usually doesn't start with that. So, like, we, we I walked uh, by one of our uh, colleagues' desk and she happened to have an, uh, what I thought a, a new photo in like a little thing. And I was like, oh, either that's new or I haven't paid attention at all in the last few months. John goes, oh, no, that's new. It's a, happened to be a picture of a dog. And he goes, uh, oh, it's actually a rescue. And I just, mm. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I go, is it? <laughs> what's it? What's that even really mean? So I have to like, Thing I go, yeah, yeah. I go, yeah. I think I want to make a big deal. So, <laughs> and she's and she's already left. And it wasn't about her. Or no, anything. it was at, it was just about the 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 phrasing of the word rescue. And 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 John obviously goes, well, what about it's they're saving that dog's life or something? And I go, eh, you know, I don't really think so. <laughs> like it was on a list. It was there, but so I said, what about you know? I, I happen to know where she got her dog from, and they are oh, yeah, a no kill right. shelter. So, I mean, so they that takes a, takes a level away from it, right? Sure. So maybe that isn't actually it's a rescue. It's still intense. But then what about, you know, a kill shelter? Yeah. It, Patrick's response to that was to ask me, he said, the people who went up the stairs in 9-11 to get people <laughs> down, they what? And I, well, I said, first, they're heroes. He goes, yeah, okay, but what did they do? I'm like, all right, they rescued people. And Patrick then says... Well, all I got to say is thank God for Rachel and those guys. <laughs> yeah. It was the funniest thank thing. God. Like, and again, this is nothing against her. She did a great thing. Obviously, we yes. would prefer people adopt dogs. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I'm a big Bob Barker guy myself. So just get them spayed and neutered before we even have to get to that sure. step. So. so then I said that. I'm like, okay, are you okay if we were to call it adopting dogs? No, you can't say adopting <laughs> dogs. 
Because that 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 belittles people that have been actually adopted. So there's there's just nothing. It's just I got a dog from. I a got shelter. a dog. Yeah, I got a dog from a shelter. Got a dog, and so even that's a big word. No more know. rescue. It's just getting. Yeah, rescuing's tough. Like if now if you like picked up a dog on the side of the highway that was being chased. <laughs> By other dogs with uh, guns. Or by <laughs> other dogs with guns. Well, I need immediate damage. You know what I mean? Not like a prolonged death, like an instant rescue okay. and, and not nursing back to health because that's a whole separate word, nursing, right? And we can have that conversation on a different day. But to rescue an actual dog, once again, I just think it it's an intense verb. And it if is. We, and if we, could, it and is. if we could, you know, just settle on something halfway between that and got. Got. So- I've literally never thought about this before in my life. It's never even come up. I had no problem with it. And now Patrick has convinced me that it's no longer, it's not a rescue. It's probably someone else's joke. I feel like I heard this years and years ago. Well, whatever. Someone just completely just going, eh, you know. So Patrick and I were the only ones in the room when (laughs) this was going on. The next day, another employee came in uh, and we told him, laughed hard again. The next day... The person who rescued the dog and another employee were in there, told it again, laughed just as hard that time. I don't know why, but the best part of it was the, well, thank God for her and the the firefighters. Yeah. That put it so much into perspective. And it was in September. It was around. It was around 9 11. It was right around that. Yeah. (laughs) And I go, like, yep, that makes sense. I go, man, those firefighters, though, I go, just such great guy i mean what they did sacrifice cops too even just ran to the red bandana guy like so yeah, many uh, so many wholesome stories and then you know rachel and her husband just <laughs> going down to the shelter getting that dog out of a no-kill shelter we should do a documentary about them you know what i mean about them getting that yeah, dog why not no oh so they didn't they didn't anybody. exactly okay. well that sounds good to me <laughs> patrick brought up the man with the red bandana if no one's ever seen it or if you Somebody hasn't seen it. It's on YouTube. It is free. The documentary is amazing. Um, I can't make it through it without losing it. So, all right. We got anything else? I don't. Besides the the fact that you pronounce documentary pretty weird, but. Documentary? Documentary. Documentary. Oh, because I'm not saying documentary. I can make fun of you off off the air. Yeah, whatever. All right, guys. If you made it all this way, you're welcome for that little (laughs) short little funny bit at the end. Um, Like, comment, subscribe, share. Really does help. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for checking out the Meat Justics podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Walton's, everything but the meat.